I was going to say chicken chicken. You were going to say chicken chicken. That could be slippery slope of no, words. Yeah. Slippery slope of words. <laughs> chicken words the are, chickens. All words are kind of a are slippery good slope chicken? for you, are aren't they? Yeah. When it comes to... It's more like, not slippery, kind of it's more like... Um, what's the word? Mumbling. It's more like... <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. That's my issue. Yeah. You want to take a little picture? This can all be part of the show if we want. Picture taken? Like, look over. Oh, look yeah. Right sorry. I don't know if I was looking at it. I can't remember. Oh, those are good. It's podcast time. How are you doing? Good. Yeah? I'm sitting on the podcast couch with you. I know. It's weird. I don't know if I like it or not. Yeah, it's a little close. A mm. little close for me. <sighs> well. Um, But I had an issue with, like, cable length. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I have... I have like a hundred microphone cables yeah. um, of varying lengths, but the one that I keep in my office all the time, just to keep things neat and tidy, because mm-hmm. I love to keep my office so neat oh, and tidy right. all the time, yeah. <laughs> is only like 10 feet long, mm. and so I can't quite make it to the Only couch. how long? 10 feet? That seems like it I should be plenty. Maybe it's eight. What do you children want? What kind of show do you want to watch? Earlier you watched a show that made you want to kick people in the belly. Yeah. No more karate. Yeah. Was it Cobra Kai? Shh, you Was guys she need watching to be Cobra quiet. Kai? Mac is sleeping, okay. Yes, you may. Watch it in upstairs. Thank okay. you. Sorry about that, folks. Thanks for listening to the About the Other Day podcast. Um, my name is Drew. My name is Megan. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I thought you were going to say it for Way me. To pick up on those. Yeah. My name is Drew and my name is you Megan. You always say it for me. My name is Drew and her name is... Megan. <laughs> I was going to say it. You you took my line. Mm. Um, we're, uh, we're in a series of talks as a church that we're calling Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a pretty broad kind of... Uh, concept but really we're kind of getting at the heart of what it really means to be a christian what it really means to be a follower of jesus what Mm -hmm. it really means to declare that jesus is lord and uh the nature of this podcast is basically that we sit here and megan reads through the message that i'm planning to share with the the church still right now we we recorded on a video Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do that pretty shortly after this conversation today yeah um but uh First, I would like for her to read through it. I try to get her thoughts on some things. She thinks about some stuff I don't think about. She has some great ideas for <laughs> jokes. She butchers the jokes that I wrote. And uh, My Bible knowledge is just through the roof. <laughs> just through the roof. If I'm this close to you, I'm a little concerned that you're going to talk super, super quietly. I know, it's true. i got to work on yep, that. you got to... Okay. Talk into the microphone, not into the I Drew. am talking into the microphone. Well, I was just saying, for the perspective, somebody's back at the door. I know. They know when it's podcast time. Yeah. They, they were literally like interrupt. downstairs playing by themselves, doing nothing for the last they 20 minutes. They do know. it. And mm-hmm. as soon as we came into this room, they mm-hmm. were at the door peeking in. Mm-hmm. 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 Recording a podcast is such an exciting thing Yeah, to get to watch happen. You know? You think so? <laughs> it's just normal life, though. I'm being sarcastic, man. Oh, oh. 
I'm full of jokes. Okay. Let's hope they're better than that one I'm in a your sermon. <laughs> Did you not know that? You didn't know I was a jokey boy? Mm-hmm. Um, this message is going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited to this hear your part three. How many parts are we doing? A uh, hundred. I don't know. Until we all get Ooh. it right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, no, I'm next jump week in. we're actually it'll kind of flow pretty seamlessly into the next selection of things, huh? Nothing. The next collection of things, um. So I guess this series might technically sort of be ending here, hmm. um, but it's also setting us up for what we're doing next. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we've been in a bit of a teaching series that I've been calling Jesus is Lord. That's what it's called in my notes. But maybe you didn't know that is what it's called because we didn't have a graphic. So boom. Boom. There it is. You probably already saw it on social media. How are you going to show them on here? Well, I'm not. It's going to be on social media. You're reading the message that I'm putting in a video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They know that. I told them. We already know that. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) And if you are listening to the podcast, but you haven't seen You'll have to wait and see. No, it's already up. It's already out. Just kidding. <laughs> when are you putting it out? I don't know. Like 10 minutes ago. No. You're not going to see it yet. I'm going to do it right now. No. <laughs> you're going to have to wait till Sunday. <laughs> yeah. See it know, on Sunday. I know how this That's weekend great. is Let's going. Let's see it on Sunday. Let's wait till then. <laughs> this, this has been a busy week, huh? No joke. I know. All right. Um. So here you go. Jesus is Lord. And the series is really about reclaiming what it means to declare Jesus is Lord. We live in a place and time in human history where identifying as a Christian just doesn't mean much. I don't mean for that to sound too controversial or mean-spirited, but you know what I mean, right? Do you know what I mean? I want to know about that. This message is shorter this week, so we have a little more time to kind of just talk. Yeah, just throw it all around all willy-nilly. Yeah, is that right? Do you feel like is that your experience? I mean, do you kind of feel oh, like a that's lot of people claim like it's even clear on Facebook. Like people will set their religious views as Christian. Right, like, it's a thing you can do on. I'm Facebook. like, oh, I'm, I didn't know you were a Christian. Right, and I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying like that, that's it. I'm not trying to make a controversial point here. I'm just saying like we all know that, right? We're all in on the joke that when someone says I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. that doesn't really mean anything. Well, in our particular right. culture, Dozen, in right. our particular yeah. place and time. I'm just saying, when you hear someone say, oh, I got good news for you. I'm a Christian. Don't you immediately like yeah. think, I need Didn't, more, um, I need more well, information. Never mind. That might be too controversial. Never mind. Well, okay. But, but we need, but yeah. we're in the place of kind of like, if somebody says I'm a Christian, I'm like, I need more information than right, that. Right, right. If you're wanting How to- How Christian are you? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Not even that, Megan. <laughs> it's like, what kind? What do you mean by all of that? Because there's a brand of Christianity that has nothing to do with Christ. Um, there's a very- Why? It's how? It's got the word Christ in it. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, I don't... Oh, I already read that. I was concerned for a little while that identifying as a Christian in a particular being and in particular being a white evangelical Christian meant something bad. I grew weary of seeing my name in the news every day. White evangelicals stormed the Capitol to hang Mike Pence. White evangelical white that's tricky. White evangelicals lobby to get this guy or that guy into office. White evangelical leader caught in illicit affair. Yeah. Um, And I want to scream at my phone. No, I didn't do any of that. Nobody likes being lumped into a category like that. 
But I'm realizing a lot of people don't really necessarily lump all Christians into categories like that. So I'm trying to show the shift that has happened for me somewhat recently. Does this make sense? Like yep. there was a time, there was a, a moment for me where I was like, well, should I even be identifying as a white evangelical leader? Like, should I really even be in this category? Because I'm not sure it's fair to them or to me. Right. Uh, we don't have the same values. We, we're not doing the same. And not every white evangelical is doing it. That's what I'm saying. Like we're all kind of being lumped into Nobody wants to be lumped into that category. Most Christians look at violent things being done in the name of Christ and say, that's not good. Um, most. Uh, so there was a, a part of me that was almost like, well, do we need a different name? Should we be should we get a new name, bro? Like, <laughs> do they need to get a new name, bro? Um, but what I'm really realizing, and I, I knew this when I said that, when we taught that message and we talked about that. But what I'm really realizing is what I'm writing about here next. I'm realizing... A lot of people, you see where I'm at. Yep. Yep. A lot of people aren't falling for that stuff. They know better than to assume every Christian in the world is crazy or whatever. In fact, I'm discovering a greater concern than than that people... Wait, I... I yep, you read this. it right. I did. I'm discovering a greater concern than that people will draw bad... Con uh, a greater, greater concern. No, I got it. I got it. Drawing a bad I got it. Basically. I'm discovering a greater concern than that people will draw bad conclusions when they hear that I'm a Christian. A, an English teacher a greater would tear concern that to shreds. than not... that people will draw. <laughs> I, can't, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I right. get it, but it's I don't get it. It's not a good way of way. writing. It's, okay. it's kind of how we talk sometimes, and I usually write how I talk more than how I should write. <laughs> but uh, I'm now realizing that most people will draw no conclusion at all. It will mean about as much to people as discovering that I listened to Dave Matthews band a little bit when I was in college. People are like so Makes sense. Yeah. So I was kinda saying for a little bit there I thought maybe it meant something bad. Now I'm realizing that the way I feel whenever I hear somebody say they're a Christian is pretty much how everybody feels. However, they yeah. just they're just it's like, just uh like, yeah, okay. I mean I figured. Like you're right. a white middle class dude. I figured you were a Christian. Like <laughs> That not like that gives me any information about you, mm -hmm. and I think that's, that's just bad. as dangerous. Yeah. That's not that's not good news. Yeah. Um, but that is my experience, and that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. And so, um, that that's the nature of this whole message series, and what I think you know I think we should be kind of talking about that. What can we do? Okay. Now I totally realize that this may sound more desirable than the alternative. You may say, "Yeah, I just want people to judge me based on who I am and how I act as a person." I don't want them to be able to reach any conclusions about me just because I'm a Christian. And I suppose I agree that I'd rather have no opinion or preconception than that they have bad ones. Well, we got that than that in there again. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> but it seems that our faith in the eyes of many is of no consequence. It basically doesn't mean anything to tell someone you're a Christian. And to me, it seems like a recipe for quite a problem for the name of Christ to be attached to things that are of no consequence. A Christian could mean, a Christian could be mean or nice, could be violent or oppose violence. It could mean someone refuses to judge others because Jesus told his followers not to. <laughs> or it could mean someone is the most judgmental person their friends know. Does this all make sense for you? Uh -huh. You have any thoughts on this? Like someone saying, I'm a Christian. Just depending on who's hearing it and who's saying it, it could mean like, so you know I'm going to be mean to you. Right. So you know I'm going to be judgmental. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you know I'm going to have, 
extremely strong opinions about I'm 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 gonna think I'm better than you about this kind of stuff. Or it could mean just the opposite. It could say like sometimes people are relieved to hear that we're a Christian. Right. They're like, oh well, then I assume you're going to be benevolent. I assume you're going to be nice. I assume you're going to be non-judgmental. I assume you're not going to be violent. I assume. Right. It, it could I'm, go either way. A lot of times. It could go either way. Yeah. 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 And and in either case the the case will be made because i'm a christian i have to judge these people mm-hmm. or because i'm a christian i'm commanded not to judge these mm-hmm. people because i'm a christian i have to act it's my violently. responsibility it's my to... responsibility to, to act violently mm-hmm. in this situation or to declare this war or to protect this nation or whatever by mm-hmm. or because i'm a christian i cannot act violently yeah um now all of those seem pretty cut and dry for me mm-hmm. um but as far as how we're interpreted and how we're viewed um by the world around us i think it's pretty fair to say like yeah the, all of this is true mm-hmm. like people could pretty much draw any of these conclusions yeah. and they would have pretty good evidence to support it like they would say yeah that is what i the conclusion i draw when i hear that someone's a christian because look these are the christians i know mm. yep uh, discovering that someone is a Christian is like discovering that they have base, that they have at least one pair of khaki pants in their closet. It just doesn't matter. So what? It is basically no information. Mm-hmm. I think that might be an issue. This may come as a surprise to you, but I think it should mean something. And I think that what it means should trace its roots back to who Jesus is and who Jesus is, teaches his followers to be. To declare Jesus is Lord is to declare Jesus is Lord. How did I do that? Well done. Thank you. Well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really something we should be talking about and living in a way that is a noti- that is noticeably different. This series of talks has been all about giving different meaning to our faith. And today, in just a few minutes, I want to talk to you about what might be one of the most important aspects of declaring Jesus is Lord as a way of reclaiming this faith as something that actually has meaning. Are you ready for it? This one is a real head scratcher. Yep. Are you ready? Are you, are you ready for I it? Mean, you already said it, but this is, this is the secret. You really want to declare Jesus as Lord? Guess what you have to do? Declaring Jesus as Lord requires us to declare Jesus as Lord. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Do you hear what I'm saying? I think a lot of us struggle to talk about our faith at all. We just don't know what to say or how to say it. We think it's going to be perceived as controversial or judgmental or pushy. But there's just really no way around this task for the Church of the Risen Jesus. And perhaps we only feel uncomfortable with this because there aren't enough people doing it the right way. Maybe talking about our faith in Jesus would make it easier for us to talk about our faith in Jesus. This is the this is the head of steam that I want to get, you know, because if I feel uncomfortable about sharing mm-hmm. my faith at any time, if I feel if I ever feel like I'm in a room where I'm like, I should kind of keep it under wraps that I'm a pastor or a Christian here because they're going to think that means some stuff that it that it doesn't mean. Yeah. But that would cause them to have. And and I'm starting to wonder if like, well, well, who's going to change the narrative on that if not me? Yeah. It's if true. the Church of the Risen Jesus isn't going to declare Jesus as Lord because we're concerned that w- that the conclusions that people already draw are set in stone and are bad or whatever, then who's ever going to flip the script? Hmm. 
So declaring Jesus is Lord requires us to declare that Jesus is Lord. I think we have a, and it's not an easy thing, and I'm not saying like I've made this change so everybody else needs to make this change. I, I haven't exactly um, truly made this change, but I'm, I'm wrestling with it, and I'm starting to realize like, hey, we don't have to just roll over and die and, and give our faith away to meaning nothing, yeah. to having no consequence at all or having a bad reputation. Um, but if we're going to reclaim it, we're going to have to reclaim it. Like we're going to have to speak up for it. And I don't know. Hmm. You have any thoughts? Do you want to get through the no. rest of it? Before yeah, you yeah. Interject some stuff. I think that is going to be, um, Yeah, I mean, it's not new. I don't think it's new, but obviously it's not new <laughs> declaring and talking about Jesus. But I'd, I don't know. I mean, you're right. I think we're going to have to reclaim it. Well said. Thanks. Maybe declaring Jesus as Lord would make it easier for us to declare Jesus as Lord. Maybe we are the ones who need to turn the narrative. Mark eight twenty seven. Jesus and his disciples went on to the village around Caesarea Philippi. Yeah, it's fine. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. Still others say one of the prophets. There are theories and philosophies and misunderstandings floating around about who Jesus is and what he's up to in the world. A lot of people who aren't who aren't walking with Jesus and don't know what he teaches or why, are going around claiming to know what he's all about. Good thing that was then and this is now, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So Jesus says, who do people say I am? And they're like, there's a ton of theories floating around. Lot, yeah. Lots of people have lots of ideas. Like, the, the, none of those people are with us right now. None of yeah. those people <laughs> actually know you. None of those people are actually walking with you like we are right now. Uh, but yeah, they've got some theories. Yeah. Um. Yeah, good thing that was then and yeah. this is now. Yep. Um, verse 29, but what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. He knew. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus demonstrates for his disciples something that I think we all intuitively know but could always use a reminder. There are a bunch of people out there with a bunch of opinions on who Jesus is, but there's a problem with all of those people and their opinions. Do you see what it is? They don't know Jesus. They're getting part of the story of Jesus from the news, in part from politicians, in part from the sons of great men of faith, in part from caricatures, caricatures in TV shows, in part from their Facebook feed, in part from what they heard in Sunday school as a child. It's not really their fault that they don't know who Jesus truly is. Is this Coming from harsh? a bunch of different places yeah. and is this people's opinions. A too harsh, though. Um. Here, here's what I'll say, and I'll say it a little more directly here on the podcast than I probably would in a video. Um, it has been my experience that I experience the most resistance from, um, my closest friends, even family members at times. And certainly the church at large, when, when we point to Jesus and say, you're doing something that doesn't really align with Jesus. 
like when we say for me the the biggest thing growing up was and it's still such a thing and it's so odd to me but one of the biggest things was like alcohol so I, i still think it's a great example i still think it's it's kind of a settled thing for most christians that i know these days it's not it's it's even odd that it was ever an issue um for for me mm-hmm. um but i can remember uh in my early days of college starting to read the bible for my first for the first time ever and for those of you who don't know megan and i were both raised um in a what really amounted to it wasn't this denomination but it was really very similar to what you might think of as like a pentecostal holiness tradition it was it was charismatic yeah. And, yeah. and pentecostal and then it was very very focused on holiness mm-hmm. um as defined by the church and among a list of lots of other things that were considered to be off the table altogether, mm-hmm. you know, curse words, movies that don't have Kirk Cameron in them, eating fried chicken on true. Sundays. That like, one's like, not <laughs> true. Um, oh boy! You were allowed to just watch movies. I mean, they had to be PG. Hmm. You never had uh, like a device that took curse words out of movies as you were watching <gasps> them digitally. Yeah, we did. <laughs> You were allowed to listen to whatever music you wanted to. Do you remember, do you remember what to? it was called? Am I allowed to say it on here? What it's is called it? the Guardian Angel. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah. I'm just saying. So we were raised in that. And among all of those things, one of the things that was like, you can't do this if you're a Christian, was drinking alcohol. <laughs> I can't believe that's a real thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> was really big Guardian Angel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Well, I don't remember what they replaced the curse words with. I think they just went away. It was just I think it was just silence. Quiet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Go on. Um. So among on this list was you don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You just don't. It's not. It's sinful. It's mm-hmm. sinful to even um, have the appearance of it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't even. You really yeah, shouldn't yeah. even drink uh, root beer out of those dark brown yeah, bottles yeah. because it looks like you're drinking alcohol to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not. And this sounds like jokes now. These are not jokes. These are real things that we actually heard. We're actually sort of taught. Um, um, I don't know if people are still teaching. Yeah, I remember going day, to I Cracker assume. Barrel and they had, you remember how they had the orange dreamsicle in a yep. bottle and the root beer in the bottle? We were only allowed to get the orange dreamsicle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is a real thing. I got to college. I don't know if that's true, but. It sounds true. It's I got, <laughs> I'll go ahead and say it. I got to college. There were people who did that. Started reading the Bible for myself and, uh, you know, started reading the New Testament straight through, like just reading the Gospels thoroughly. I really started in Mark. Um and I discovered something that should seem really ex- extremely obvious to us. Jesus's literal first public miracle mm-hmm. is to turn water into wine at a wedding celebration. Yeah. Like literally the first thing Jesus ever does is create alcohol at a party that has run out of alcohol mm-hmm. um, where he parties with the people. Shortly after that, Matthew chapter 11 Jesus is accused of being a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners because he's drinking alcohol with people who are drinking alcohol. Yeah. Fast forward to the end of Jesus's life. He's gathered around a table, something we observe in almost every church monthly mm-hmm. for our entire lives. And we did too, even in our sort of holiness tradition, re- the receiving of communion. Yeah. Jesus hands wine. We even read this verse hands wine to his disciples and says drink this often 
and remember me when you do But it, it was a special kind of wine. It wasn't fermented. Drew. Oh, good. Grief. Right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I know. But these are the things that we hear, and we did hear that. We heard it all our lives. It was like, well, that wasn't, you know, that was grape juice. It wasn't um, fermented. And yeah, yeah. even at, at the wedding at, at the wedding reception. So I'd just encourage you to try this at a wedding reception. If someone says, we're all out of alcohol, mm-hmm. stand up and say, I have good news, everybody. I've made the finest alcohol-free grape juice that you've ever <laughs> tasted and see if everybody's like oh i'm so glad you're here what a miracle <laughs> yeah. this is you've saved the best for last <laughs> you've saved the best for last um uh. yeah that that was literally an argument it was like well it wasn't ferment it wasn't you know i didn't have alcohol in it yeah yet the same thing that they're quoting that says you shouldn't drink alcohol uh indicates that like they're misquoting don't be drunk on too much wine which mm-hmm. isn't even isn't even speaking to drunkenness it's yeah. speaking to a state of living mm-hmm. it's basically saying don't be a drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't live your life lost at the bottom of a bottle that's yeah. literally what it's talking about um, because all of the disciples all of the apostles including jesus himself regularly drank a- drank alcohol mm-hmm. <laughs> regularly went to parties um th- this is just a part of the narrative anyways i was saying all that to say when i brought this up to my church friends Mm -hmm. when i brought this up to my pastors Mm -hmm. when i brought this up to my parents these were the moments that i started feeling the most pushback yeah these were the moments where i started really feeling pushed out because i said hey if we're people of this jesus and i totally understand the need for um moderation like that that's not moderation with netflix too like mm-hmm. moderation with cheeseburgers too. Moderation mm-hmm. in in all things, of course. I, I'm not. Right. Um, I felt so much like difficulty. Like this was the the beginning of my own crises. <laughs> like the the decade of crises of faith mm-hmm. for me started in this moment where I'm like, well, wait a second. Is it actually even about Jesus? Yeah. We are we are a church of prohibition. Like saying that it's sinful to drink alcohol and that Jesus is sinless mm-hmm. in the same breath. Uh Jesus not only does he clearly drink alcohol, he owns up to it in Matthew eleven, he also makes it for so Jesus actually shows up to tempt yeah. hundreds of people at a wedding party to sin and commands his disciples at the the Lord's Supper to sin. And no one's willing to have this conversation. And I I find it troubling. I, I find that to be a very difficult thing. Hmm. Um, we have, we all have sort of formed this version of who Jesus is from our Facebook feed, from, you know, Sunday school, whatever we can remember of it, from the politicians, all of these... Uh, I don't, I don't like to call them men of great faith, these sons of men of great faith. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. But there's there's people kind of riding the coattails of <laughs> of their father's faith um, who who have created a version of Christianity that doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. Yeah. And it reminds me of that. Like, that's, that's the best example I have for it. I didn't have any other examples in all of this. And mm-hmm. you have any thoughts on all that? No, not really. I mean, I'm with you. I think... I don't know. I yeah. I mean, it was definitely part of our growing up, part of our story, 
And when you start to look back at it and it, because once you start questioning one thing, a lot of things start to unravel too. It's like, and not questioning in a bad way. Like it's not like, Oh, you shouldn't. Well, that's what we were told. You shouldn't question these things. Don't ask the questions. Don't, or not. We weren't told that. I shouldn't say that. It was all out of love and, Everybody trying to well, life is about it. When you talk about these things, we, we it needs to be do said. their like, best. It's always about what we caught, and that's right. not necessarily what we were taught. Right, that exactly. Like, that's the way yeah. I, I feel is a nice way of putting it. Like maybe you didn't say this to me. This is what I heard. Right, <laughs> but once you see the truth in one thing, it's like then it starts to make you look at lots of other things too. Yeah. And well, it did, and that's why it became a crisis for me. Mm-hmm. Was because well, wait a second. You just lied to me? Right. And then you just told me? Like, what else did you lie to me about? Right. You just told me? And you're right. And it it becomes more about the things that we shouldn't do and the things that we should do instead of what. Yeah. Or I said the things that we should do, but I meant just the things that we shouldn't do instead of what we should be doing. Yeah. When that is declaring who mu- Jesus is. Yeah. And Jesus just does not seem to define following him by what you shouldn't do. Yeah. He doesn't do that. He he flips the whole thing upside down. They they come to Jesus and say, What do we what what's the most important commands? Like basically what can't we do? Mm-hmm. Where you know, what loopholes are available and what, what matters the most to God. And Jesus flips the whole thing on its head by saying it's not about what can't you do. Right. You can do whatever you whatever, want. Yeah. Forget the law. <laughs> that is really, like, the law is fulfilled. It's, it's, it served its purpose. What Jesus says is, love God and love people. Yeah. And the whole law was meant, was, was designed to push you closer and closer to truly loving God and truly loving people. Hmm. Yeah. So Jesus, uh, where were we in Matthew? Um, Verse 30. Yeah. Jesus, you want me to go ahead? Yeah, yeah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Oh, we did. Yeah, we missed kind of a paragraph that transitions that previous thought into that. So we're basically saying like Jesus Jesus is asking his disciples, um, like, who do people say I am? Well, Jesus, they all have a lot of opinions. He's like, well, but you need to remember it's important who you say I am because you actually know. Yeah. And it's important that you are declaring who I am. Right. Um, and then it ends in a weird place that I think we just need to sort of address. Um, but it does. it's not such a weird place once we understand what it truly is. Jesus warned in verse 30 his disciples not to tell anyone about him. Right. Basically, he says, don't declare Jesus is Lord. Not yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what are we supposed to do then, Drew? I like you better when you're not casting these word spells. What is going on here? Jesus does later tell his disciples to go and tell everyone everywhere about him. But at this point in the story, he doesn't want them telling others because they Why? because they don't know the whole story themselves yet. Does that make sense? He Jesus doesn't want people yeah. going around saying, hey, guess what? Our rabbi knows the truth and our rabbi... Um, can heal sick people an hour. That's not what. That's Jesus not the is full story. I want you to go tell them I was raised from the dead. Yeah. But that hasn't happened yet, and that's right. what he tells them next, like in the next several verses in Mark eight, which we're not going to read. Like that's mm-hmm. what he's saying. He's like, don't tell anyone about me yet. Yeah. Don't go out there yet. Don't do this. Um, 
you're going to get me killed. Well, it's because there were the lots of other people who were performing miracles too, right? I uh, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Who were Yeah, there teaching. Been... There were other teachers, there were other Right. And it just yeah. wasn't the whole story. It just wasn't. So, yeah. And that's part of what we're saying. Like that's what we're saying. Like declaring Jesus as Lord, like why why is this important? Because there is a narrative of who Jesus is right now. There's a narrative of what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I think that declaring Jesus as Lord requires us to declare Jesus as Lord. Like we need to truly get back into knowing who is Jesus. What mm-hmm. is this purpose? What is this faith that we have about? So that whenever we go to declare it, we're actually declaring something. Right. The reason that this ambiguity about Christianity exists is because there's been a whole lot of people for a whole lot of time declaring Jesus as Lord without knowing anything about Jesus. Yeah. Why are people leading violent revolutions in the name of the the... The one who taught, turn the other cheek, love your enemies, because they don't know who Jesus is. Hmm. They just said, I'll be a Christian so I don't have to go to hell. Yeah. That's what we ended up with. That's why we have the situation that we have, hmm. is a bunch of people said, oh, yeah, I'll pray that prayer. I'll, I'll be a Christian. I'll, I'll stamp that on my um, my hospital records. I'll, I'll have a pastor somewhere that I could call on, but we won't know who Jesus is, and and Jesus tells his disciples when they don't really know who he is, he's like, don't go talking about me. Don't go telling people who I am. You don't know who I am yet. <laughs> to his disciples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It matters who you say I am. But make sure you know who I am. That's when you go out declaring Jesus is Lord. Jesus himself says, yeah, declare the right thing, though. <laughs> that matters. Am I too worked up for you? For a podcast. Oh, you are really worked up. <laughs> um, I put it in three things. So here. what? So here's what I think we should learn from the this moment in scripture. Uh, yep, three things. First one: most people don't actually know what it means to declare Jesus is Lord. So this means we have work to do. We could really be, we could really be inviting people into this conversation. We could be embracing this moment where being called a Christian means basically nothing as an opportunity to invite people into what it truly means to declare Jesus is Lord. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is like most people actually don't know. They're they're like, maybe he's Elisha. Maybe he's John the Baptist. Maybe he's just like a good teacher. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's uh, a white guy leading revolution for white guys. Maybe (laughs) he's like, there's a lot of opinions about who Jesus is. This creates a good opportunity for us to say well actually you know jesus is this is what it something jesus yeah. is lord and that means a lot yeah <laughs> um yeah mm. uh, okay yeah number two we have a responsibility to help others understand what it means to declare jesus is lord we are all on a journey ourselves in the in this whole thing and we don't have all the answers and we really never will If Jesus wanted his disciples to have all of the answers, he would have given them more answers. But he doesn't. He asks them what they think. He engages with them. He starts conversations. He listens to people. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you need a response, if you're a Christian that needs to have a responsibility, (laughs) here it is, right? Yeah. (laughs) You don't have a responsibility to help others see what sins they have in their life. Your responsibility is... To help others understand who Jesus, who is. Jesus is, yeah, for themselves, for themselves, yeah, not who he is for yeah. you. Jesus did not reinstate the Ten Commandments, yeah, 
He did not like say here do this 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 and this. Don't do that 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 and that. There's a reason he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Because it's so much bigger, it's so much more relational, it's so much more specific to individual. Yeah. Well, people. it's like you said was it your last message that that there are really Oh, never mind. I'm going to butcher it. I can't remember. Something about the you law. Can follow the about, Ten Commandments and be a terrible yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you, can you could the still. Yeah. In fact, if you followed every law in yeah. Leviticus, you would be a terrible person. Yeah. You'd be murdering people. You'd be like telling women whenever they're menstruating that they're not allowed in your house. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd be doing a lot of terrible, awful things. You'd yeah. be telling people who didn't cut the hair on their temples that they're unclean. Um, anybody who has any kind of tattoo that they're unclean, anybody who wears clothing that has mixed fibers, anybody who has a labradoodle that they need to kill it because it's an abomination before God. Like, (laughs) yeah, if you actually mixed fibers, I didn't know that one. Yeah. Mixed cloths, Hmm. polyester, cotton blends, burn them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. All right. Number three, we have an even greater responsibility to declare Jesus is Lord accurately. And finally, we need to approach this humbly. We need to do our part to go back to Jesus over and over and over again to discover and rediscover and repent and adjust our preconceptions and our expectations and preferences to the way of Jesus. It's not enough to just keep getting by on a culturally malnourished Sunday school understanding of Jesus. Ooh. We need to spend time with the Sermon on the Mount. We need to spend time considering the Lord's Prayer. Which it's is where not, we're headed next. You asked how yeah. long was this series. Like, well, this oh, series yeah. is basically leading, into, leading into, let's let's talk about the Lord's Prayer for the next mm, several weeks. Okay. Leading into possibly taking us all the way to Easter. Um, we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says, your relationship with God should sound like this when you talk to God. I assume you're talking to God. I'm, I assume you have some kind of ongoing connection to the divine. Mm-hmm. This is what it's about. And it's not, you know, I've made it about, I've got a lot to say about this, but I've made it for years for myself about getting on your knees and, and closing your eyes and mm-hmm. shutting the door behind you and all of these different things, which are not a bad idea. Yeah. Ex- and, until they replace God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes those rituals actually replace God. Right. Sometimes you need a, a bush to be on fire in the corner so that God can say to you, hey, you, this feels holy, right? Guess what? All ground is holy. Mm. Every bush is burning and it always has been. Like I, I, I gave you this moment to show you that this moment is the whole of your life. Yeah. <laughs> this moment is possible in all. You can pray without ceasing. You can live in this state. Um, but I want us to, to look at the Lord's Prayer and like, what does Jesus actually pray? What does he teach us to pray? Um, because I think that indicates for us where we should be headed. Hmm. Yeah. If we're declaring Jesus as Lord, then, uh, yeah. Declaring Jesus as Lord means declaring Jesus as Lord. Your faith in Jesus doesn't have to be something you're ashamed of or keep a secret. In fact, it should be something we love to talk about, something that that we, we love to share with other people, and that when we talk about it and when we share it with other people, more of heaven comes to earth. Mm. Give me something, Megan. You got any thoughts on all of this? Mm. You picked it up again. I know. I always pick it back up to look, relook at it. Mm-hmm. 
where I it's left because him. my eye contact is too much for you. Maybe. No, I don't think I have anything. Well, you gonna look at that page too? Yeah. <laughs> Grab me up. I like to skim back over and see if there was anything that I anything that, jumped that jumped out, out. to me One that of the I can't remember. Yeah. No, there's not. <laughs> I've already said what I had to say. You think this is useful? Yeah, I do. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be challenging, though. I think it's useful, but I think it's. What's um? It's challenging. What's because about this I d- for you? I think declaring like people actually talking about who Jesus is, who he really is. I think it's. I don't know. I think in the, in most circles, it's not exactly the norm. Yeah. Well, you're afraid of being that pushy. Right. And I don't want us to become that. I don't want us to be, you know, like saying none of these other churches are doing this and we right. are like, that's not, that's not right, useful. Right. That's not the point. Risen exists. We're not saying go stand on the corner and say. <laughs> Risen church exists because, um, because we need to yeah. <laughs> like, because we're filling a, a role that no other church is filling. That's what, yeah. ev- that's why every church exists. <laughs> right. To right. fill a, a void that would exist if they weren't there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's that's fine for us to have a specific call. Um, but I do see what you're saying, that like mm-hmm. there is a, a fine line between how do we how do we approach this and how do we address it? And yeah, and actually declare. Yeah, I think it's going to. Um, I don't know. And I'm very interested in I might actually talk to see if I can get a, a rabbi friend of mine to come and, and talk to us at some point during this. Mm. Because he always has some interesting insights into, like, you know, who, who the historical Jesus is, what it is to be a first century Palestinian Jew um, under Roman leadership and, mm-hmm. like, under the, like, basically a, an oppressed, almost enslaved brown man in the Middle East who comes from poverty, yeah. um, works a blue collar job until he gets. Uh, you know, old enough to kind of go to school and discover that he is probably smart enough and good enough at this stuff to to lead some people and gather some people around. And then you start to discover like, oh, well, Jesus becoming human isn't, isn't what I thought. Mm-hmm. It's not. Do you think Jesus he knew from the beginning like who he was? He, I don't. Now, you don't th- think there, so? Sorry, that just gave me an idea. You're asking a theological question that some people have very, very strong opinions about. So me saying, I don't think he did that may not seem like a big deal to you. It would be a big deal to a lot of people. I don't think it should be a big deal, uh, but Mm. personally, I mean, it doesn't. I think in order for Jesus to have been truly human, to be fully Mm. human and fully God, he would have had to have had the same kinds of doubts as all it of just of makes us. me yeah it just makes me think like the first time he actually performed a miracle he like looked at his hands or like oh, holy cow <laughs> <laughs> i didn't where did this come from <laughs> like a superhero uh, type of moment yeah well there, there's a lot of interesting thoughts on that particular conversation i don't know if we'll ever really go get into them with with risen church folks um probably not on a sunday morning yeah or, or podcast form, but maybe in like a separate class kind of thing to talk about mm-hmm. how 
a lot of scholars, the scholars that I tend to agree with the most at this point in my life, would indicate that, you know, Christ is Christ is the spirit of life and the spirit that, that gives life, that gives matter, its matterness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this this Christ is somewhat universal and in all things and permeating all things. And um, it's very fully manifested and very fully aware in mm-hmm. Jesus. So Jesus Christ knows more fully that he is Christ, knows that he mm-hmm. is God more fully, like discovers and, and comes into this and serves a specific purpose and is the son, you know, is yeah. called the son. Um, yeah, of, he calls himself the God. son. But then he also calls all of us sons and daughters of God. He also says, you know, I'm, I'm special. Mm-hmm. As the second man, Adam, I'm special as a son of man. I'm special as the son of God. And so are you. Hmm. This is the message of Jesus. Now, yeah. like I said, that doesn't even if that doesn't sound terribly controversial to you, it is. It's very debated and very hot topic for a lot of theologians. But <laughs> to me, it seems like Jesus actually said that. He's like, no, I've, I'm calling you sons and daughters of the most high. You will do greater things than you've even seen me do. I've given you more authority than even I had. Like Jesus himself is saying, I, I've been discovering my Christness yeah. for my whole life, and it's fully manifested here, and so can you. Hmm. Christ is in you as well, if you discover it and allow, and allow Christ to truly move through to you. Move. We call it the Holy Spirit in our tradition, mm-hmm. and and we should. It's the same thing, but you know, yeah, it's like yeah. it is it is God's presence in us. Yeah. Um, setting the world right through us anyways anyways anything to add on to all of this nope go shoot some video yep all right thanks for listening uh let us know if you hear this if you make it this far you're a champ yeah we've actually heard from a couple people last week which was really encouraging that's nice it's nice to know that this is helpful yeah um we're gonna have the conversation anyways might as well press record but it's also nice to, to discover that this is uh Helpful to you. Yep. Have a great rest of your day.